Always Believe Me You show is dedicated. People are joining. We need to get going. We're joining. We're streaming here. We got Go Live here. Anybody out there? Anybody? (laughs) Hear us? Are we back? Mics up. We got mics up. Mics up. Listening. Hello. All right. All right. Anybody who can hear us, please sign in and tell (laughs) us you can hear us. Please. We had a little bit of difficulty like we did last week. And now I got a little reverb on my microphone, just a little bit as it is. A little bit. Hello. Can you hear that? Uh, We're hearing something. We're hearing something. Hello. Whatever it is, we're hearing it. All right. We're just going to jump in and talk a little sports. Uh, WNBA, we did cover that. Yes. Check mark. Important stuff. Uh, 13 seconds of soccer. There it is. There it is. There it is. I feel so blessed. <laughs> welcome, welcome. I'm trying to find it on the uh, HSA website. Yeah. It doesn't talk about it. You're not finding it. You're listening to On the Bump. On the Bump with Jim Marshall and Tim okay. Stewart. And, and, and Coach Papa. I, I'm the young. I'm young today. You are. You are the man. <laughs> How is everybody out there in radio land? Uh, good morning, good morning, good morning. Or afternoon, evening. Right. Afternoon, evening, and morning. All around the world. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Mr. Robinson. <laughs> good night, Mrs. Calabash, wherever you are. <laughs> Exactly. I just uh, heard Jimmy Durante's version of uh, Frosty the Snowman the other day. Oh, yeah? And that's one thing I remember you know, from him live growing up was he always finished with, hey, Good night, Mrs. Calabash, wherever you are. Wherever you are. Mrs. Calabash. Okay, is that about enough of the music? There we go. Yeah, there you go. That brought us in, getting it ready you to rock and roll. I think this is, uh, what, uh, Show number three from the beautiful new abode. About right. That's nice. Yeah, this is a uh, nice new digs. Got to work on that the camera just a little bit. You're a little bit blurry over there. Now taking your glasses off won't help. Yeah, it won't help those guys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, guys. as long as the uh, as long as the voice is clear, right? Uh, the sound quality is good tonight. It's good. It's so the crisp air outside. It is. My gosh, did you see the weather report Friday? Forty no. nine. Right? Two inches. Forget it. Two inches. I'm not believing. <laughs> not a believer. Not a believer. Eight-man football in the state of Illinois, huh? Eight-man. My friend Mike Babbitt's a friend of the show. Uh, yeah. Mike uh, hosts the Let's Go Racing show on uh, yeah. on Monday evenings. He's a fellow uh, Northern mm-hmm. Officials Association of mine. Yeah, and he's uh, on the whoops. north. He is out. He is refereeing the state eight-man championship in... Monmouth, Monmouth, Illinois, Monmouth College. Alden Hebron is playing Milford at Cisna Park. So now I grew up with eight-man football. Uh, Out in Nebraska? In Nebraska. My freshman year, we were the uh, 1969 state champions for eight-man football. Now in Nebraska, there are a few more than six teams. Right, uh, right. You know, there there are 50, 60 teams, so... You know, being the state champion out there was a big deal. Right. Our sophomore year, because of the size of our class, they bumped us up to 11-man football hmm. and confused the snot out of us. Right. We uh, They added two tackles and a running back, and it's a whole different game. Right. 
yeah. and the biggest part, there's more people out there to tackle you. Right, right. <laughs> you, you better be ready to move. But, uh, exactly. Now, do they play it on an 80-yard field here, or is it a full 100-yard um, field? No, all eight-man football is the same 80 yards, and it's only 48 yards wide. Yeah. You know, they shrink the whole thing down. Yeah. Yeah, which is good, you know. And they make, like, the quarterback – uh, if you long snap to the quarterback, he's not eligible to run. Really? Yeah. Um, so he's got to do something with the ball. So it's an interesting rule. So I'm just checking this, the sound quality on 21.6 the net. Yeah. Um, Is it there? A lot of di- yeah, it's there. Good. It sounds good tonight. I mean, good. I wish I had a, had a smarter guy to bring in to join you here, but uh, <laughs> you're stuck with me no, for the we're, night. No, I was going to say uh, – we're always looking for help. <laughs> we are <laughs> always on the bump. We are always looking for aren't, help. Aren't we? Are we yeah. all? Well, tonight, my, my original plan, um, as, as you know, yep. I'm, I'm the new uh, stadium announcer for the Vipers Professional Men's Basketball in Lake County. Yay. Thank you. Uh, and Wednesday night, I've been going out to get to know the team. They sure. have their practice, and I've been going out to get to know the team. And, and tonight's practice got canceled, so... We're able to save you some miles to get a, a key to the door. And, right. Uh, and, but it's uh, it's been fun getting to know them. And mm-hmm. actually last week they got to know me a little better. Good. Uh, because there were only nine players when it came scrimmage time. Uh-oh. And so I uh, I had my I had my my, uh, my old pumps in the car. <laughs> when I'm talking pumps, I'm, I'm you know. The right, the squeezies. <laughs> and uh, I, I laced them up and went out and ran with them for about an hour. There you go. I dropped 17 points. I bet. Um, Devonte Coe. Not on uh, weight, but actual a, points. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, hit, I hit my first three three point cool. that I shot, and then I started guarding me. Right, right. <laughs> oh, it's the old coach. We'll let him. Oh, well, no. you can't have that. He can actually make it. Right. Um, but we, uh, Devonte Coe, who's uh, one of the top offensive players for the team, we're sitting down afterwards. He's like, Coach, you, you still got a little bit. I'm like, You know the biggest difference between you and me, Devonte? He's like, What? I said, I'm going to really feel this tomorrow. Right. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> and not being a prophet. More than one day. But, but being a prophet, I, I heard for about four days. And then yeah. uh, we had the scramble at the McHenry Chamber last Friday. Mm-hmm. And Mike Lim, Mike Lim is a guy, if you're feeling any kind of pain and, you know, you've tried different things to, to try to get it under control from, you know, drugs and right. chiropractor massage, this guy has a couple of little electrodes and he kind of puts them around your body at different places. Mm-hmm. And I told him my back hurts and he put it in my wrist. I'm like, you know, they didn't teach you anatomy where you went? Right. <laughs> but What's going on there? My back stopped hurting. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Kent was there, uh, you know, the other ball guy. And uh, same thing. He had a headache, a pr- bad headache that day to the point he was saying, hey, you know, uh, coach, you may need to run the show today. And I'm like, I'm here if you need. So we always have each other's back. But he sat down with Mike and uh, a few minutes with these the little DC mm-hmm. electrode things, and mm-hmm. you don't really feel it. It's it's kind of like a little tingle. Yeah. Uh, but his headache mm-hmm. went right away. So nice. Kind of look this guy's yeah, like M- that. M- Mike Lim, L I M, down in Crystal Lake. Now that we've thrown his name out here, he's going to have to. So is he a chiropractor or is not. he a pain management? He's guy? a he's a pain management. Pain guy. management. Yeah. He uses this. He's fully certified, and he is also at the level of um, a instructor. So other people want to learn how to get into this and use this right. process he he teaches did he get into that via um anesthesiologist no uh after the military he okay. uh he went to college for something somewhere he picked up the training 
Yeah. He's a Air Force vet. Okay. Uh, so. Cool. Uh, good guy. That's what a lot of anesthesiologists are doing now as a, you know, sideline, pick up extra income, bring people through the door at their uh, offices. They're picking up uh, additional pain management. Yeah techniques and stuff maybe like it's that. because so many people are in pain i will probably would th- i would have to agree so I, I agree I, you know i remember uh steve young being interviewed several years ago when he was a quarterback for the uh, 49ers and it was before the first preseason game and they're all out there and feeling kind of chippy and and the interviewer said well steve what's running through your mind and he looked at her and, and kind of took a breath and he said this is the best I'm going to feel for the next 18 weeks. <laughs> right. <laughs> no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Well, like we said before, you got to appreciate uh, Mac football. Mid-America Conference playing games on a Wednesday night. We got Miami of Ohio hosting Ohio up 21-7 to in the second quarter. And Northern Illinois, your Northern Illinois Huskies, are hosting Toledo. That game just kicked Holy off. Holy Toledo. Holy Toledo. Actually, yeah, that game just kicked off. And IU's got the ball. I don't know what they're doing with it, but they got it. So it'll be interesting. Did you watch any of that goofy basketball tournament last night? Or not tournament, but Kansas-Michigan. No, Kansas. I yeah, did, Kansas, I did Michigan not turn State it on and for the first time. There's a lot of years I like to catch that. Uh, I love college basketball. Right. Uh, but last night we were just we, we have moved back into this you know our old house is now our new house that's oh, a okay. whole long story okay so, gotcha you know just keeping things uh, moving around and getting done and mm-hmm. so we TV stayed off pretty much yeah well I tell you what you didn't miss anything there's a kid for Duke that can he, he's a man amongst men and he's a freshman um, other than that <clears throat> I didn't watch hardly any of it I ended up watching uh, Loyola and University of Missouri, Kansas City play the Kangaroos, and then uh, Creighton hosted Western Illinois, and I got to give Western Illinois credit. They played good basketball. They were in that game right till, yeah. you know, more than a minute left before they, they shied away. This kid, I don't know what he was thinking, but he came down the floor with an opportunity to hit, hit a three to get him within two, and like I don't something happened, and he just like freaked out and didn't take the shot, and passed it off and you know somebody else and the guy he passed it to missed the ball because he didn't think he was coming to him yeah and it was over it was like oh shucks i should have taken that wide open <laughs> jump shot <laughs> you know how do you play doesn't matter what sport it is play 99 percent of your sport well and then that last minute you you just you're terrible uh or you got that other guy who misses every shot throughout in that last minute right he's <clears throat> He said, I w- he nails the one. Right. And that yeah. It used to be I wanted every shot in the game. Now I just want the last shot. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, like and nothing wrong with that. Because yeah, hey, pe- people remember the guy who made the last shot. That's right. No one yeah. remembers who made all of them who got there. Oh, that guy right. run the game for him. Right. Ratifalu Kalouf, uh, <laughs> UNI, when he beat Kansas. Everybody remembers him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I was telling you the earlier, um, so I took over as the athletic director at St. Gilbert school in Gray's Lake. And how's that working out for you? It's okay. You know, there's there's obviously uh some bumps that need to get ironed out and and you got to work on a few things and um we <clears throat> I brought a new motto to the school at uh they're the St. Gilbert Rebels. Okay. Um 
people look at you funny when you tell them that you're, you know, AD of a Catholic school and your name is the Rebels. And I always tell them, Jesus was known as quite the rebel he in his quite, day. I mean, he's quite the, the rebel. rebel. <laughs> right. So uh, we, have a, we have a new little motto that we put on our T-shirts that says, be a good rebel like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of nice. But uh, no one wanted to coach fifth grade girls basketball. Uh, so guess what I'm doing? Let me guess. Coaching fifth grade girls basketball. <laughs> right. I was like, you can't get anybody to volunteer to do this. I mean, come on. But uh, it's it's fun. <laughs> oh, that that age, you know. And we have th- we have three fifth graders, and the rest are fourth graders. Nice, because they heard, oh, you got room? Oh, can we play? Well, no, not really. Okay, yeah, you can play. Because I'd rather do that than not have a team. Sure, you know. So, but it's pretty funny. Uh, my granddaughter uh, plays. She's an eighth grader for Riverview in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're over in Silver Lakes. Mm-hmm. And they're one of the feeder schools for Wilmot High School where I'm the head soccer coach. Mm-hmm. And so they have a preseason feeder school tournament. And Taylor's team is doing very well. Uh, you know, they're winning the first two games. And uh, there's this good-looking, bald black guy walks on the field, on the court with his team. And I, I went back just, uh, you know, here's a, here's a bald guy, right? And I go up and I say, hey, you know what? You know, you're a great coach. You know, you know how I know? And he's like, how do you know? I said, Hey, because you're bald. You're bald. All great coaches are bald. <laughs> <laughs> and he laughs, you know, and we had a, we had a chuckle over it. And uh, he said, hey, you know, reach out. I'd love to have a chat with you sometime. And he said, Co- they just call me Coach Papa. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's Tim at CoachPapa.com. I'm like, what's your name? He goes, Ray Feltson. I go, Ray? Tim Stewart. Ray and I founded the feeder basketball out here 20 years ago. Really? Now, it may be possible that mm-hmm. he has a few extra pounds on, and, <laughs> and it's you know slightly possible I may be carrying a little bit right, more weight than right. when we played. Just a little bit. But we, we coached together for years. Yeah. And I just I looked at him and said, Ray, you know, and we're out there hugging in the middle <laughs> of the court, and all, but everybody's like, what's going on with the bald brothers, man? Yeah, bald brothers. It's the bald brothers. There's two of them everywhere. Well, then... <laughs> He came up in the championship against my granddaughter's team, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, we're in trouble. Oh, boy, here we go. Because I know the way that this guy coaches. You've right. been around girls basketball enough. Yeah. You see the teams that run really good patterns, they very seldom win the games. Yeah. It's yeah. the teams that, do, that know how to make a layup, know right. how to play exactly. defense, and how right. to rebound. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We told the uh, – I told the girls we're going to have, uh, you know, like two weeks of preseason where we're not going to really do anything. It's going to be, you know – out practices an hour and a half uh, even though I got the gym scheduled for two hours and there's gonna be times where we're gonna take a break and we're gonna get our little notepads and we're gonna take notes we're gonna kind of just learn a little bit about basketball learn a little bit about each other here who our teammates are and and some things that uh, I call the golden rules and so, so what, what are your golden rules well we only have two right now Perfect. golden rule number one is take care of the baby amen the baby is the ball. And there are several ways to take care of the baby. Catch it with two hands, never with one hand. If you catch it with two hands, you're immediately in a position to pass it back to the person who gave it to you. So we taught give and go. If you catch it with two hands, you're immediately in triple threat right. to pass, shoot, or dribble, make a move. Um, and we got to look for 50-50s. You got to take care of that ball. If one of your teammates drops it, we got to go get it. If the other team drops it, we got to go get it. And we want to win. 
So they're they're hearing these concepts like yeah. this is new, in the fourth and fifth grade, and you know they've played before, right? Because you can just tell kids that have played before they've never. It's not now. There's a couple, two, three girls maybe that have never been on a basketball floor before, and that's fine. But it's still just a matter of a d- different way to talk and teach the game that yeah. they they've never heard that before. You know, yeah. it's kind of interesting. So. Um, Golden, gold, golden rule number one is make or uh, take care of the baby. Number two is make your bunnies. So we taught them what a bunny is. Now, we taught them layups, right-handed layup. You got to go off your left foot. Right. They're launching themselves like five feet outside the big block. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We want to see this thing here. This is called the block. We want to step on the block and jump. Okay. We want to get that close. No concept of that idea at all. So we do this little two-man bunny drill. Like we'll do that every night. You're gonna work and you're gonna run, and we can add on to that and how to rebound and stuff. But it's pretty cool. It's pretty fun so far. So we'll see. Because yeah. the parents they want to have a team meeting. We have a team meeting. Well, what are offense we're running? We're not running an offense. We're learning how to move the ball up and down the floor. How to play, ma- uh, you know, man-to-man defense. Play a little bit of zone because they should learn the concept. Yeah. You know. Rebound, play defense, move the ball up and down the floor. We'll score on inbound plays. <laughs> but why wouldn't you run an offense? Yeah, well, because. Really? Why do you <laughs> want to confuse us with facts? Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. At, yeah. Th- at this rate, the, the, uh, the game really is about steal the ball, get to the other end, and, and try to stop the person who wants to get to the other end. <coughs> right. Uh, you right. Know, it's such a fast-paced game for these little guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's Just great. keep them moving. Flow. C- congratulations. Flow. Congratulations, yeah. Coach. Uh, we'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> I do like coaching the, the, the younger kids, though. Yeah. It's fun. It reminds me when I coach my Younger daughters and yeah. stuff. That was always a lot more fun than when they got to high, you know, eighth grade high school playing, playing uh, AAU ball. That ball, that basketball was not fun. I didn't yeah. care. That was not fun. My, yeah, my daughter played Division One volleyball, and at, at that point, it's it's a job, it's work, it's you know, you're paying for your scholarship by your right. by your effort, and you're you know, yep. you're working out it. The fun and the joy has got out of it. Uh, this this guy, uh, John O'Sullivan. Has written a, he's got a website, changingthegameproject.com. One of the articles he put out there uh, was, you know, when his, his daughter was five years old and he's watching her play soccer. And when one kid would score, all the kids from both teams would go congratulate the girl who scored, you know, and they're just celebrating, having fun. On the other side of the field, there was an under eight team, seven year olds. And he's hearing parents going, kick him if he's going to do that. Just kick him again. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> how in nice. two years do we go from sheer joy to sheer, right. you know, right. idiocy? Yeah. Yep, exactly right. Exactly hey, Frank right. Hostick is out here watching. Gary Hackney, good Ring. evening. Hey, I'm going to go hang out with Frank and Christina in, uh, in Hot Springs, Arkansas in a couple no weeks. No kidding. Going to take the club, see if we can get another oh round in down man. there. Oh, man, that'll be nice. Hot Springs is beautiful this time of year. That's what I hear. It's got to be better than what we're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> Two inches of Two snow. inches on Friday. Quit swearing Ooh. at me like that. Oh, Gary. Yeah. Gary's my friend. Is Gary in? Gary Hackney is in. Not Gary Hung. Oh, okay. Uh, Gary, right. Gary Hackney is right. a little amazing, amazing guy. Yeah, that's cool. So cool. you're I listening to On the Bump. On the Bump. Wednesdays, 7 to 9 p.m., all over the world. 
all over the world. You all know, we're world. on 21.6 The Net. Uh, there are three different ways you can listen to 21.6 The Net. Do you know what they are, Jim? Uh, on 21.6 The Net. That's the, you know, 21.6 The Net dot com. Dot com. Facebook. Yeah. And I don't know the third. Uh, on your smart device. You, you post oh, right yeah, on your yeah, phone. Yeah, play it right on the phone. Right on the phone. Good idea. But if you go to the website, up on top now, it said yeah. Past Show Podcast. Oh, cool. And if you click on that, all the shows are now being dropped into a podcast on okay. anchor.fm forward slash two and six dash the dash net. But you don't have to remember remember that. Just go to our website, click on Past Show Podcast. And uh, cool. every show is being podcast. So now you can go back. Hey, I missed on the bump on Wednesday night. Just go to 216thenet.com, click on Past Show Podcast, go down and find it. Bam. There you go. There you are. That'll be nice. Cool. So the Stewarts and the Hostikas are going to Hot Springs. We're going to Hot Springs. That'll be nice. We're uh, flying we're down private jet. No, we're we're driving to Dallas on the 19th of November. Okay. And then on Thanksgiving Day, we're flying to Jamaica. I get to go announce a basketball game. And now, starting in the center, Devante Mm -hmm. Coe. Nice. Uh, So I'll I'll announce an exhibition game in Jamaica, host an event down there, uh, which is going to be kind of fun. We'll fly back to Dallas, hang out with my son and his wife for uh, three or four days after after Thanksgiving. And then we'll drive to Hot Springs. They'll be driving down from up here. Gotcha. And we'll hang out for a week. They've got a niece that lives in uh, Little Rock, I think. So we're just going to have fun. We're just going to, uh, you know, we're just going to get together, whatever the, d- no planning. Right. I don't know how well you know Frank and Chris, but they <laughs> really love to plan their day. Right. And that's the thing we've agreed on. Each and every day is going to carry its own, uh, own little No miracle. planning. No plan. There you go. Nothing wrong with that. Justin Kissinger, this leads us right into the topic we're going to talk about next. He says, go Vikings. Absolutely go Vikings, Justin. Go away, Vikings. Yes, all the way. Big now, game tomorrow night. Now, I'd just like to point out, preseason NFL, I was Here in the studio. Here we go, Justin. Here we go. And I made oh the fact, you, you asked me what I thought the Bears were going to do, and I said, uh, you know, they're going to be in first place. <laughs> and everybody laughed. <laughs> and he said it as him. seriously as a dead man. I couldn't believe it. And where are they? They are up by a half a game in first place. Yes, and, and Minnesota tight Green Bay, so we know how good Minnesota is. Right at that <laughs> on that day on that day we were pretty bad we've been brutal we've been bad a couple of times since then too oh, which is kind of nasty to listen to NFL has been tough Jason Styles good board Bears this is Chicago yeah let's keep, keep it going dreaming, man, man. hey keep give dreaming. us uh, give us some scores what do you think the the game's gonna be uh, Chicago uh, thirty Minnesota oh no 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 twenty one no, no. this is gonna be like. 42 oh. to 10, Minnesota. Oh, you forget who's coming back, right? Yeah. Cleo Mack is going to be back on the Oh, that's field. fine. We have a guy okay. who plays tackle. Yeah, but he's not going to go against Cleo Mack. Yeah. Cleo Mack will go on the other side of the field. That guy's in a good. <laughs> he'll just go to the other side of the field. Uh, we have a good running back. We'd like to, you know, probe. What does is, what is George Carlin say about the game of football? You, you probe with a runner. You know, <laughs> down the field, make aerial assaults, things like that. I think we're going to be okay. Thielen going to get another hundred yard game for sure. So, well, uh, no one counted these young receiver, this young receiving core that uh, that came in. Yeah, and I I don't think they gave the the Bears you know quarterback enough credit. Mm-hmm. The the kid can play. 
Well, I was just listening to an interview um, on the way over here tonight. Uh, it was on uh, uh, whatever the the show that's on Chicago uh, on AM one thousand, and they were talking about they had two different opposing personalities who were general managers at one point in time in the NFL. One guy gives gives Trubisky a lot of credit. The other guy. You know, oh my God, you guys! I was in Chicago two weeks ago, and all I saw are Trubinsky shirts. I'm like, what are you people stupid? You're going to be selling those in three years. <laughs> you know, blah blah blah. And, you know, of course they had to bring up uh, Brett Favre, and what did he say? You know, any NFL quarterback can throw the ball through the door. A quality quarterback in the NFL can hit the doorknob, but the best quarterbacks can put it through the keyhole. Ah, and this guy said. You know, Trubisky will never hit the do- doorknob, let alone put it through a keyhole, because he can. He barely hits the ball, or he barely hits the wall, sixty percent of the time. You know, kind of one of those very, very jaded yeah. looks at that kid. So I remember a young Favre, uh, yeah, who he, he took a lot of chances. He did. He and took a lot of chances. Yeah, and, and he found his way through that. And I think that's where Trubisky is going to wind up. I think he's going to be a great quarterback. I, I, I think he will. I mean, I, I do firmly believe that another year at North Carolina would not have been a bad idea. But then when you look at North Carolina as a football team, it was good for him to get out when he yeah. got out because that's a bad college football program down there. I don't know how you, I don't know how you coach college football at the University of North Carolina with all of the resources that they have, and they're bad. They're bad. Because everybody's looking at the basketball court. I guess so. I mean, but Duke's got a fairly good football program. But North Carolina's football is bad. North Carolina's soccer. Oh, yeah. Their other other football. Well, didn't they win 10 10 NCAAs in a row? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My... So Aunt Lizanne, who I talk about every once in a while on the show, she lives in a small town halfway between Raleigh and Durham. Okay. She works at Duke Medical Hospital. Um, so she gets, uh, or not gets, she has women's basketball tickets, season tickets, and then she goes in on thirds with another couple on the men's games. Um, and she's got season soccer tickets. Her son, Matthew, my nephew, played goalie at Drake. So they're big soccer people. Ooh, you, you've got some soccer in the uh, Yeah, in the yeah. Board. There's some, the, the Hughes boys are soccer heads, and uh, the Mazaros boys are soccer heads of my family. So Very nice. Yeah, yeah. They did a pretty nice job. Well, yeah. you know one of the reasons we get to have so much fun here? I have no idea. That's uh, because we have some great sponsors. We're going to hear from a few of them here. Oh, for, perfect. For a second. Let's, uh, let's build this out here. 21.6 The Net is brought to you in part by the generous support of our sponsor, Northern Illinois Windows, Inc. We are a commercial and residential window servicing company committed to providing the highest quality service at an affordable price. Our highly trained technicians will make every aspect of your window cleaning needs worry-free. Northern Illinois Windows, Inc., 815-385-6646. Again, 815-385-6646. 216thNet is sponsored and supported in part by Natural Therapy Wellness Center. 
815-385-8190. McHenryMassage.com. How often do you take time for yourself? A massage can be a great way to pamper yourself, but it can also help alleviate or sometimes even cure those ailments that you deal with regularly. Contact us today to speak to one of our certified therapists about your needs. Natural Therapy Wellness Center, 815-385-8190. 21 6 the Net is sponsored by and broadcast from Sticker Dude, the creators of Vinyl Chaos, 815-322-2480, stickerdude.com. The Sticker Dude team brings over 25 years of experience from the graphic, marketing, and sales industry. Advertising on vehicles and other services, full attention on the design, print, and installation is given to your project. From in-house full-time installers to our top-of-the-line printing and finishing room. Contact us today to learn what you need to look for and why before committing to making an investment in vehicle wraps. We're not your corner sign shop. Sticker Dude, call 815-322-2480. I'll do for now. We'll bring in uh, a little bit later at the top of the hour that we'll bring in the rest of our sponsors. We, I was just telling you while the uh, we were on a mic silent, we are inking a new sponsor. I, I'm not going to say it on the air until it's good. official, but uh, it's a good one. That's and good. You're, uh, you're going to want to... Get out, and um, many of you who are listening, if you're in the area, have supported uh, this sponsor already, so it's great to have them on board. Uh, w- Justin says, Vikings 27, Bears 14. Jason Stiles comes back with, Mac is coming back with a lot of rest. Kiss Justin says, Thielsen is a stud. He is a stud. Well, no one's Division two that. football, Minnesota State, Mankato. Yeah. In the Northern Iowa, or the uh, Northern Sun Conference, where Upper Iowa plays. Vikings got Abdullah today. They did. And last week we got Griffith back. Oh. So you guys might be in a little bit of trouble. You know what? They've Their timing's going to be off. The rhythm's going <laughs> to be. Well, so will Max. No, Max he's fine. No, he'll be. <laughs> he's fine. <laughs> he's My guys are going to have timing issues, <laughs> right? <laughs> I get it. I get there it. it. I get it. I get it. Justin, but. Our our quarterback Cousins is going to throw for what, three hundred and seventy five to four hundred twenty five yards, right? Got to be, got to be. How throwing. many interceptions? If you're throwing that much, it's going to be. You know be what? One or two. I'll let you guys pick off too. I yeah. mean, you you guys got pretty fortunate against the Bills last week. Um, yeah, one one fumble recovery for a touchdown, one interception for a touchdown. Right, but you had two other interceptions. I. I I give the Bears defense credit. They played an extremely bad offensive football team last weekend, and they did very well taking advantage of how bad the Bills really are. So I give them a lot of credit, and they should be playing with a lot of confidence. Um, I just think that uh, the, the Vikings are in a situation right now where they know that their playoff life is already on the line and they can't afford to lose to teams like the Bears, where the Bears know that they're just happy to be in games most of the time. I don't care if they're in first place by a half a game or not. I think they're just they feel fortunate to be in games right now. My own personal analysis. Rank defense ranking has the 
Minnesota is ranked sixth in the NFL. It's a nice little rank. Chicago's ranked 27th. Whoa, you're in first place and you're ranked 27th in defense, overall defense? Well, it's because Mac's been out. We'll, ju- we'll jump 10 <laughs> spots. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, hey, little brag moment here. Go ahead. Uh, so my daughter, Bridget, senior, Grays Lake Central High School, um, I've told you the story a couple different times how she let me know one day in May that she wasn't going to – I didn't need to sign her up for a summer basketball camp because she was going to quit basketball. Okay. I said, so what are you going to do? So she goes out and joins the tennis team. Her and her best friend, Christy, Christy dropped volleyball, and they became uh, number one tennis partners and went undefeated junior year, won conference, won their conference tournament. Senior year, they were, I don't know, 9-1, and 8-1 and one in conference. Their only loss uh-huh. was a rainout to last place Antioch. Um, but And they were winning, but then when they came back for the rescheduled match, Bridget got sick that day, and so she couldn't play, so they had to forfeit. So that was their one loss. Um, they made all conference this year, which was pretty darn nice. In a sport she's only been playing for a little over a year. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool. So way to go, Bridget Marshall. All conference tennis. All conference tennis. Yes. That's kind of cool. We uh, When I went to college, I minored in table tennis. Sure. Why not? And <laughs> Hand tennis? Uh, no, no, no. I've oh, never yeah. actually been on a tennis court. Okay. Uh, but in table tennis, my brother-in-law and I thought we were pretty good. In the first semester, we kind of owned right. uh, the... Uh, the break room. Mm-hmm. Uh, second semester or trimester. This was uh, DeVry University. They had trimesters. Right. Second trimester. These two Chinese guys came in. Sure. Seven zero seven zero seven zero. Game over. Right. You you want play again? <laughs> <laughs> you want play? No, we're okay. We didn't play the first three. We're not going to play this one either. Right. Why would we do that? Why would we do that? Okay. So what else is going on in the Norris division of the NFL? <laughs> can the can the Detroit Lions, they really are as bad as we had thought they were. When we talked the first week of the season, yeah. we said they were going to be bad. They're bad. Yeah, they are. They're and, brutal And, and there's no reason they're bad. Oh, my God. Well, it's because they won't pass the ball to the best players. It, this, this, is a, this is an ongoing problem with that organization. They don't throw the ball to their best receivers enough and they don't give the ball to their running backs in obvious good run situations. Oh no, we're going to do this other thing instead. I don't I don't get that whole I don't get what they're doing. I just don't get it. You know, and let, let's go into the whole co- world of coaching. Yeah. Uh Blackhawks just let one of the best coaches in the history of the NFL go. In the NHL? NHL, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's no, one, I'm I'm one right. letter off. I I understand. Uh and, and now you've got a guy here. Is that going to make a, a difference? I mean, here's the guy who won the, the Stanley Cup every other year for six right. years. Right. Is he all of a sudden a bad coach? No. No. I, I mean, I don't, I don't agree with the premise behind them letting him go, but I do understand it. Okay? I mean, I, I don't agree with it, but I understand it is what I meant to say. Right. They they know everybody on that team 
anybody with any veteran experience, this is going to be their last year or they're going to get traded and they're going to go through the mill again and just completely whitewash that organization. Just like that board behind you. Exactly <laughs> right. It's going to be gone. And remember, remember the last two years before uh, Quinville came to the Blackhawks, yep. how brutal they were. Then all of a sudden, they started bringing new guys in. They started recruiting or drafting some solid hockey players and doing some right things, and they win. They won, but because they gave them a great coach, and now it's all over. We're, we're just gonna. We're not gonna take this coach anymore. We're gonna get rid of him. We're gonna bring in in this guy who's. I don't even know the guy from uh, Rockford. I don't even know his name. He's not going to be around next year. You know, they're just trying to figure out the, the best possible uh, coaching candidate right now. I mean, every single solitary guy in the NHL is a potential candidate for the Chicago Blackhawks right now. And there's probably a fair amount of guys over in the uh, the Russian League that they're probably looking at, too. I don't know. But, you know, my... My point is, how many long-term coaches, any professional sport, who's the longest-tenured coach out there right now? Right now, right now? Right now. Kirk Friends, 20 years at Iowa. 20 years. Yeah. Right? Right. Um, we, at Nebraska, we had Bob Devaney forever. Right. Then Tom Osborne. Yeah. Forever. Absolutely. And then, well, and then. Right. <laughs> well, but, but take a look at the guy who followed um, – Tom Osborne as head coach, he was on Tom's staff for a long time, and he lasted a couple years, and they fired him, and what did he do? He went over to Ohio, and he's been in Ohio ever since, yeah. and Ohio has been a very good football program in the MAC, and I, can't I can never remember that guy's name, but he's a great football coach, just a great football coach, and there's no reason why he couldn't have done the exact same thing at Nebraska. They just didn't have the rope for him. Yeah. You know, they weren't going to. They they wanted immediate they wanted immediate success because you were Tom Osborne's uh, top assistant. Yeah. The, you, we needed you to be the man, and he wasn't going to be the man. He, he wasn't Tom Osborne. No, it wasn't Tom Osborne. Yeah. Now I I do I don't remember who the athletic director was at the time, but it was probably um, the right call to give him a shot to be a head coach at the time, because that's what you did back in those right. days. Jackie Sherrill got a shot. Everybody seemed to always. Bill Curry got a shot after, after Bear left uh, Alabama. All that kind of stuff. Everybody seems to get their shot, and but they don't. But those first assistants, when they get their shot, it doesn't last long. You know, they need to go and do something somewhere else. Uh, Roy Williams at, at North Carolina. Right. He learned the hard way. He wasn't gonna hang around for Dean Smith. He had to leave and go someplace else. Had to go hang out at. Kansas for a while. Yeah, he did a pretty nice job. He did a nice did job at nice Kansas. Job. Yeah. But then when he came back, right. So and and the thing but he is, had to, but he had to do, he had to do his own thing then. Yeah. He wasn't he wasn't Dean and Dean was gone, and they lived through some bad stuff over there, in between. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now they continue to break my heart every year. I'm still you know when it comes to the NCAA bracket, I'm still North Carolina blue. Yeah. And I I've been bit the last couple of years. Yeah. You know. Yep. Yep. I but hear you. I hear you. But those are those are good kinds of transitions. What's going on with the Blackhawks right now? I don't know. Our, I mean, you're talking to a Buffalo Saber fan, so what do I know, right? But I I really have. I I don't like when organizations treat coaches like that, 
But at the same time, I get what they're trying to do. I, I understand the message that they're sending to everybody that wears red and black. Get ready because you pack your bags because you ain't going to stick around. So, And the writing was on the wall last year. I mean, they were awful last year. Too small, not fast enough, didn't shoot enough, played bad defense, had a bad goalie. None of those things translate very well in, uh, in hockey. Those don't bring in winning, winning uh, records? Not as far as I know. And, again, I'm not a hockey guy to be, you know, Justin, uh, I don't know if he's still listening to the show, that, he, that dude's a hockey guy. He knows hockey inside and out. I love talking hockey with him whenever I get a chance to see him. His kid plays hockey. He's a goalie. He knows a lot about hockey. Uh, and, and we should probably have him on the show sometime during the season and let him come on and, you know, do an hour of hockey talk, you know, because he, he'd, like he'd light a show like this up with that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, um, I, I can teach you how to call people on the system here. You can always call them. What? You know what we do? No, we just call them and then I hold the show up. I hold the my phone up to the mic like this. <laughs> oh, man. Really? I'll, we call him right now. Get a number? Yeah, I'll get it. I guess I look him up. Is he on the, is he on the, is he still on? Is Justin? He was on the list an earlier. Kistner? I think he's on. Give us a thumbs up if you're on, Justin, because we're going to call you and we're going to talk some Blackhawks hockey. Let's call him anyway. All right. 847. Oh, we got to get it. This is cool. Then we'll get, uh, we'll get, uh, uh, is it Styles? Uh, uh, Jason Styles that calls in every once in a while, or he gets on every once in a while. Okay, good. Okay, 847-212-3923. Your phone number's just been broadcast all over the world. The world. The world. <laughs> That'd be fun. We should probably get uh, my buddy Vince Wilson. He'll talk basketball. He will talk basketball in your ears right off. Now, is he gonna be, are we going to be able to see him? No. Okay. Three ringy-dingy. No one, no one who's listening to our show knows what I'm talking about when I did oh. that. <laughs> Thank you for you calling Justin Time Handyman and Painting Services. Sorry. I'm not available. No free advertising. You got no, well, you got free advertising there. You yeah. want to talk some basketball? Sure. We talk, uh, we talk about, uh, we talk Purdue with my buddy Vince. Vince Wilson and I went to Upper Iowa University together. You ready? Yeah, hold on a second. Let's, uh, let Turn your microphone off for just a second. You did. Go it's two one nine seven nine one zero six five five. Okay, you're back on. I'm back. Yes. Vince Wilson had grew up in Hammond, Indiana. Still lives in Hammond. What's the name? Vince Wilson. Uh, went to Upper Iowa University. Did a little. Uh, Field goal kicking and played uh, a little bit of men's soccer. Come on, Vince, you got to pick up. This will be awesome. Well, they don't recognize the number, so probably not. Oh well, it is what it is. It is what it is. Jason, if you're out there, you want to be on the show. Text or uh, type your number on a comment. We'll give you a call. 
Who else is out there? Frank in there? Uh, we're done dialing for dialing for listeners. Dialing for dollars. Here at twenty one point six the net on the bump. We are dialing for listeners. Dialing for dollars. Dialing for listeners. Yeah. So again, how bad do you think they're going to be though this year? I don't know. Uh, Hello. Frank Hostica, you're on the air live on 21.6 The Net on The Bump. How are you, sir? I'm good, Tim. How are you? Good. Jim Marshall sitting here. And we're, uh, How you uh, doing, Tim? Frank? Uh, Hi, Jim. How love to get your thoughts on, the, on the, the, the firing of the Blackhawks coach today. I know you're, a, you're pretty much a diehard. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, you know what, it's, it's kind of sad, but hey, you know, somebody's got to go when things aren't going well, even though it's might not be his fault. It's, uh, you know, that's what those, that's what teams do. The coach goes when things don't go well, can't fire the players. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather see Dan Bowman take the ax for some of the bonehead moves he's made, but, uh, you know. Not all that surprised. My uh, my one complete Blackhawk game from from dropping the first puck until the, the last horn was at, at Frank's house at one of the uh, Blackhawks championship nights. Sure. So I got to including watch. a national anthem. That's yeah right yeah we stood and saluted the national anthem right uh, as you're I, supposed to. I watched Frank and his son Phil. Uh, mimic each other throughout the game, not knowing that they did it. <laughs> but that, that was a lot of fun. But uh, I'm not sure I could uh, do that on a regular basis. I'm just not a not a hockey guy. So what else is going on, Mr. Frank? It's a lot like it's a lot like soccer, Tim. Only only you, got, you have steel blades on the bottom of your feet. <laughs> Instead of and, feet. you know, but if you've ever watched a hockey player, they do they. They use their feet quite a bit to move that puck along, just yeah. like you do a soccer ball. So it's very soccer really, and very geometric, just like soccer is, Tim. It, it and the net's a lot smaller. The the net and the and the field, it's a lot quicker. The the puck obviously moves a lot faster than a soccer ball. Uh, the uh, the offsides call, it took me a while to figure that one out. Offsides in hockey? Uh, in hockey. In yeah. hockey? I don't even. Is it is it a real rule? <laughs> Depends on who's who's who you're watching, I guess. I suppose because I really don't. I think it's, I think, do they call it, it's offsides? It's in, offsides in, uh, in soccer too, right? It's soccer, right? But it, uh, offsides right. in soccer is depending on player position, right? Right. Uh, on hockey, it's dependent on a line on the on the ice and player and player position. Right. But the right. line is yeah. well, well, and I, player position. Yeah. yeah. I think and it's, then the location of the puck. Right. I think it's a made-up rule in both sports. If the official thinks that something might go one way or the other, they'll use that rule. I think that's what it so is. No, it's, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty hard and fast rule. There's a blue line, and if you cross the blue line before the puck, it's a uh, it's offside. Offside. I'm sorry, not – yeah, the blue line. Yeah. 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 You th cross th the blue line before the puck, it's offside, period. This is the official in the line suggesting right. th that officials may make up a call you or two. You may make up a call every once in a while. <laughs> but yeah. just to those two sports. No other sports. No, that's, that's a foul, that's a foul in, 
in soccer or uh, or basketball or eh, even sometimes hockey. Is you know, interference. If you interfered with the uh, skater, the the other skater's uh, forward motion when he doesn't have the puck, um, you can get a penalty for that. Would that be like hooking or slashing? No, that's a little different. It's actually, you know, using your stick to slow him down. Slashing is hitting somebody with your Whacking stick. Them. Whacking Interference them is just kind of getting in their way, okay. slowing them down, Shadowing maybe changing them, them uh, changing the direction they want to go. Right. Uh, and if they don't have the puck, you can get called for interference. Mm. You may, but it's very, very subjective. Right. Okay. So as long as the referee hasn't had a bad day. Right. right. So now, yeah. So he, he didn't the name of the show, we're not on the bump today. So what are we on the well, on the ice? <laughs> well, there's bumpy ice. Yeah, there is. There's, there's yeah, bumpy that's true. ice. There's definitely bumpy ice. So, Frank, are you um, you're going to Hot Springs, Arkansas to play golf in November? That's what I've heard, December, but yeah. Actually, December. Oh, I've December. Heard. Even better in December. That's good. So is this a um, a family or a couple's uh, early Christmas gift that you're get, you're, you're doing, or is this straight-up winter well, vacation? Well, yeah, it's kind of just kind of, hey, let's go. All right. The, the stewards, uh, stewards arranged it and invited us to go with, so we're just kind of, we're just tagging along. You're along for the ride. <laughs> That's yeah. good. We're gonna have some, no plans, zero plans. We wake up in the morning and go with the way well, the we'll wind blows. Well, we'll make plans, but yeah, we're <laughs> very, we'll make very plans. Few plans. <laughs> See, he's planning already, Tim. <laughs> good for you, Frank. Good for you. Yeah. So how the planning uh, how golf season plans. end up? How th- how Thursday league golf season end up? Good, we had a ball. That's what you're supposed to do. We had a ball. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't do well uh, score wise uh, personally, but we had a lot of fun. Good. And uh, you know, we only had a couple of rainouts all year, and so we had you know decent weather all year, and uh, had a lot of fun. Good. Getting out there and networking and golfing. Yeah. I think I'm gonna have to try and join you guys next year. Yep. Starting. Uh, First first week of May through the end of August, Thursday evenings at Boone Creek uh, Golf Club. I'll do my best. Starts out with the golf outing. What is that? The third Wednesday in May, third or fourth? Uh third. Third Wednesday in May. Third Wednesday or no? Well, let's see. That it's the twenty second, so that would make it the fourth. Okay. So, all right. Get out in the golf outing. Good. Hey, are you in the yep. office on Friday, Frank? Pardon me? Are you in the office on Friday? Are we doing business here on the radio? Nope. Yes, sir. This is a general sports question. <laughs> okay. I was going to hey, play yeah, some we'll odds play. on And there's a Never Eat Alone. There's a chamber luncheon at Uprooted Bar and Grill at 1145. Ten bucks. Come join us for lunch. Perfect. And we can talk more hockey. We can talk more hockey. All right. Hey, then I'm going to pay for a door prize <laughs> that day. There it is. You, you heard it here on the bump. I'm going to pay for someone's lunch again. Jim, Jim Marshall's going to get somebody's lunch. All right. There you go. There's another reason to come yeah. out. And then uh, All right. I'll have a larger check for you to um, join the chamber Friday. Oh, look at there. 
All right, sounds exciting. I get the yeah. referral right, well, on that one. You guys enjoy the, the enjoy the rest of your show. When was the last time and, you heard uh, a radio show where the where the guest said, "I'm getting off your show now"? Yeah. He goes, "Yeah, you have a nice night. <laughs> I'm getting off." Hey, <laughs> it's, it's been usually on my they come relaxing. up on. I was on <laughs> Facebook and I clicked on you guys for a little bit, and then uh, next thing I know, I hear Tim talking about Hot Springs, Arkansas, and everything else. Like, up, oh, I got to move on. So I went. I, <laughs> I moved on already. So there you go. Fair enough. All right. All right. Well, thanks for, we'll have fun, thanks you for guys. picking the phone up. Thanks for calling. Merry that, Christmas. All right. Talk, talk to you later, later Frank. <laughs> uh, I think that we're gonna have to we we Tim, we just went down in radio history. Yeah. To have we're the first radio show that we called a guest. They didn't call in. We called them and then he said, Okay, I gotta go. I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> I, I think we win the uh, Rodney Dangerfield Award. Yeah, there you the go. <laughs> exactly right. Rodney Dangerfield of Radio. I tell you, Jim I Marshall, get no respect. Tim Stewart. Holy cow. My daughter was voted most likely to be pregnant. Oh, that's not good. That's not good. No, she wasn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh you know, there's some excitement up at our high school today. Um, really? On Wednesday mornings, I work out with my uh, my women's soccer team, gets mm-hmm. together for open gym, and, mm-hmm. and one of my girls uh, uh, injured her foot pretty good, so I went over to the nurse's station with her and um, thought it could be broken. X-rays had showed that uh, I think we're okay, that mm-hmm. she just got a good bump on it. But uh, I was walking with one of the uh, one of my, my friends in the administration. He says, you might want to get out of the building <laughs> um, or else you'll be here for a very long time. Oh, no. That's is a very cryptic. Right. But I was like, okay, I'm gone. Right. See you later. Uh, they brought in um, several dogs looking for, you know, everything from mm. marijuana to tobacco, other uh, mm. other things. I think they said there was going to be 18 dogs in the building. Wow. So they had some uh, they had some excitement up there. It's become a, this vaping at the school level. Right. Uh, has become a real issue mm-hmm. with uh, with these. Yeah. Young men and women. Right. At the end of one soccer game last year, uh, or this year, this season, one of the early games, uh, there was a, I guess it's called a jewel. That's the uh, yeah. the jewel of vaping. Right. Whatever That's it the is. box, the machine. Yeah. The, it looked yeah. like, it, I thought it was a USB thing. Right. I'm right. Like, oh, look, somebody left their USB. My assistant coach goes, really, coach? Right. <laughs> right. I'm a little naive on this stuff. Yeah. But uh, we had to come to Jesus meeting the next day with the team, and I said, yeah. "If you're if this is yours, you don't deserve to be on this team." Right. Um, you know, there there are rules. Yeah. And there there are certain rules that that really do need to be followed. Mm-hmm. I can understand on the game a little pushing, a little trying mm-hmm. things get a little carried away. Right. And then you get dialed back in, but things right. like this are, are right. not okay. Well, the whole school got the message today. Really. That this is not okay. Nice. And we're going to get control of things. Good. Well, you gotta, um, hey, you got to follow the rules, man. Especially younger ra- minors, they've just got to they got to know what's going on. And you, you, number one, you're a minor, so you're not supposed to have it anyway. And if you're going to do it, you shouldn't be bringing it to school. And that's no excuse that you do it away from school because you're not supposed to be doing it in the first place. Amen. Uh, speaking of following the rules, since you brought it up. Uh, the live reads are something that is going to be kind of new. Has, has Kent shared this with you yet? What? The live reads of the other shows and other shows. Will be I don't doing, think so. Doing live reads about your show. So oh. I'm going to share a couple of these. Good. Um, obviously, the, the the week always starts out Monday morning at 6 a.m. with two ball guys with Rancher Ron. Yeah. Of which I'm fortunate enough to be one of the 
bald guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monday mornings from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., join Coach Deke and Ron as they edutain you with great insight and humor on important life topics. Two Ball Guys with Ranch Ron is made possible through the financial support of the William Tunyon and Sons, Inc., William Tunyon and Sons General Contracting. For more information, call 815-385-4466. Um, so essentially what we're doing is sharing a little bit about each and every other show, trying to cross-pollinate our listeners. Uh, you know, if they find something, Pete Talks Jobs. Uh, Peter Galt, you heard his voice. Sure. You'll hear it again on our sponsors. Airs Monday through Wednesday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., each episode of Pete Talks Jobs features jobs sponsored by hiring employers, highlighted career seekers, and occasional human resource and recruiting news. Employers need people. People need jobs. Each week we talk about open jobs and people looking for work. The Pete Talks Job Shows is all about making connections and putting the people in your neighborhood back to work. Wouldn't it be nice if that neighbor that never cuts along got a job? Uh, or just a mower that works. Because <laughs> if he doesn't have a job, he should be able to mow the yard. Uh, they'll do one more. Adventures of Unstructured Time. This is one of our new shows. It was really uh, becoming quite a hit. Airs Monday from 11 a.m. to noon. Chuck Inman and Ron Hostry share with boomers how to be their best on their next journey by finding their passion, choosing their adventure, and igniting their activity. Uh, Boomers is all about those of us who are just entering those retirement years looking for that next adventure in our life. Uh, Got mine down. I'm going to Jamaica. There you go. So are you ready to call my nephew John Marshall? We can call John Marshall. Yep. Let me turn your mic off again. Okay. Go ahead. We are calling John Marshall. John is a CPA in Des Moines, Iowa, senior partner for, I don't know what the name of the firm is, but he's pretty good at what he does. Does he listen to the show? He does, yeah. He usually comes in like uh, probably the last hour most often. Grandpa. Hello, Grandpa. (laughs) (laughs) John, it's Jim Marshall and Tim Stewart on the bump here in beautiful... Southside McHenry, Illinois. What's new? Well, my Hawkeyes are terrible, and um, my Creighton Blue Jays are terrible. So I got to give I got to give Western uh, Illinois credit. They played pretty well last night against your Jays. Well, McDermott's not paying players enough these days, so. <laughs> well, there you get, there you have it. There you have it. Well, so he and does have that, that good best, Marshall cynicism going yes, on. Yes, he does. All the best played players play for Duke. Right. So. You know that. They were off flying. So uh, John had called me earlier this afternoon and asked for insight. Money? No, oh, no. no, no. Yeah. Uh, he asked for my personal insight on where to stay in South Bend, Indiana when for Notre Dame games. Where to stay in South Bend, Indiana. Or, or what should I do? So I've, I've never been and bought a couple tickets for secure tickets for next year. We're yeah, going to go to the, he's going to the go Virginia, to the Virginia game. game, which is at the end of September. And, I, yeah, I need to know where to stay. Where, what should, should I stay in Joliet? Do I try and do I spend the probably 500 bucks a night to stay in some hotel in South Bend? Or No, I yeah, think what, what you got to do? do, after you hung up, I got an idea. You need to go around the tip of Lake Michigan and go up the eastern shore 
and stay in one of those little towns. Yeah. Come in, come in on Thursday, hang out Thursday okay. and Friday, and then drive down to South Bend. Um, there's tons of little vacation hotspots um, on the eastern banks of the Michigan of Lake Michigan. I found a like Michi- There's a casino in like Michigan City, Michigan City, or something Indiana. like that. Yeah, no, you're right. In, Absolutely, in Michigan City, Indiana, which doesn't seem like a bad idea. No, you could bring the wives. They could gamble while you guys go to the football game. Just being married to a marshal is a gamble all by itself. It is. It? it is. It is. Well, my my wife wants. She she's the one that said, "Hey, we're buying these tickets." She wants to go to the game, so wow. she's the reason wow. that we have these. Said, all right there you go let's, let's let's spend you know our children's college funds and let's go to let's go to the you know let's buy notre dame you know i love a guy who read tom sawyer growing up i'd just like to know what your secret is <laughs> she's the one that drags me to, to iowa city every weekend so oh yeah kicking and screaming kicking and, I, and uh, screaming i married well i will not lie <laughs> you did you, you definitely did oh, well. you out kicked your coverage on that one my man <laughs> well I mean, she she may not watch the football game because she always likes to point out the cheerleaders, but you know we're at least in the stands. <laughs> yeah, but if you pointed out oh. the cheerleaders, that would be a problem, right? Well, I, yeah. <laughs> so so John, when you go to Iowa City, do you ever run into Uncle Jay and Aunt Bren? Uh, they are um, they're they're we park in a certain lot and they park a little bit closer. Ah, get it. Well, Aunt Bren always gets a ticket to go to the games, and then she goes to the game, tailgates heartily prior, goes mm-hmm. to the game, and mm-hmm. then leaves leaves halfway through the second quarter, you know, with the excuse that she's going to go to the bathroom, she wants to beat the, uh, the halftime crowd, and then she never comes back. <laughs> she just walks back to the tailgate. She's totally fine well, with it. They probably need to leave early so they don't get bogged in by all the people because you know they're they're right there. You yeah, know, they had the. I've used their parking spot once and it's it is pretty nice. Tim, it is four legitimate parking spaces away from the southeast entrance oh, nice. of Kinnick Stadium. Yeah, it is yeah. right there. So you could actually make some money uh, on oh. the tailgate. <laughs> no, you wouldn't need to. I mean, it is it is f- fabulous. It's the like I said, there's only four spots closer to the door. My, um, my I'm from Western Nebraska, uh, John. I, oh, I grew sorry. up. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. Um, you know, Iowa's just a, a speed bump to get home. Uh, uh-huh. But my dad, when he would come out to visit, we're from North Platte area, and whenever he would come out to visit, he started. That's Central Nebraska, though. That's not. No, we're Nebraska. we're 50 miles from Colorado. We're we're, we're out there. <laughs> Uh, North Platte's just the uh, the big city that people recognize. Right. <laughs> we're we're 20 miles like west and about eight miles up into the Sand Hills, so a little town of 600 people. Uh, but he found Iowa Iowa City, and that was his favorite stopping place. It was the right distance for him, you know, driving from Nebraska, and that's where he spent. And then he happened to uh, try to stop on a, a night of a football game. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah. There was no yeah. place to stay. No, there's no place to stay. Nope. No. Well, and you had a, you know, 
and the hotels know that it's two nine minimum too. You walk over there, anything within like fifty miles, they yeah. jack the rate, and you got to stay two nights. What's yeah, the what's the, a, what's the what's the casino? Hey, you guys are talking about golf trips. You know where you need to. T- t- you're from Western Nebraska. You need to go play the West, and you need to go out there and play all those link style courses. That's where you go play. Where? There's some unreal courses in Western Nebraska. Is it really? Golf. But you you didn't you kind of like ran over the name. Where is it? Oh, like Cozad. Well, there's like four or five towns. So you go out to Cozad, and there's a link style course out there. You go out to McCook, Bayside. There's like, and there's a Nicholas course that's out there in Western Nebraska. And so it's called Play the West. And there's four or five courses that you can put in. You can do, you can do it in two and a half days, but it's mm, seventy-two holes. Now, if you want to play a real course in Western Nebraska. Go to Sutherland, Nebraska, just like Donald Sutherland, the actor. Sutherland, mm-hmm. Nebraska, a little nine-hole golf course. And it's so dry out there, they have the black sand greens. Uh, they're, they're not even they're not grass greens because there's nothing to grow in that part. Hmm. And it's this no. bla- black compressed sand that barely leaves a mark as you putt across it. It's actually really, really fun to play. Hmm. Uh, but that's there's a – it goes at – Iron Horse or Wild Horse. It's uh, and it's well, it's just it's in Gothenburg actually, Gothenburg, Nebraska. Yep. And it's uh, and it's the fescue is waist high. I mean, it's nuts. It's awesome. <laughs> and it's there's no trees, and it's all sand. And it's it's one of those you're like, this is Nebraska. <laughs> it's it's pretty nice. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I think that you yeah, ought to. So I mean, it's 10 hours away for you guys. That's the downside. No, it's, it's a haul to get out there. And there's nothing else there. So, I mean, literally, well, nothing else there. There's beer, right? There's beer. Some, oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, you might have to drive an hour to find a gas station, but sure. I'm sure we can bring <laughs> beer with if we had Well, to. there's, there's <laughs> you know, Lake Maloney, Lake McConaughey. Yep. There's, a, there's a, lot Lake of, McConaughey. a lot of great lakes out there. Uh, the, the fishing up at Lake McConaughey is just absolutely amazing. See, that's what I'd like to do, go out, take a little golf trip like that, but also spend some time, like, going to a lake and do some fishing, you know, play golf in the morning, fish in the afternoon, drink at night, have a nice day of it. That sounds like a good time. You betcha. That sounds like a very good time. See? I mean, and there's nothing else out there to do, so. Right. That's it. So another, you know, your, your dad had told me about a place he had been to a couple of times. He says go down, if you want to do a uh, golf and gambling weekend, go to Biloxi, Mississippi. Been to Biloxi. Yeah? Yeah. Well, you were there in the Army, though. Well, no, I was I was there with Morton International on, okay. a, uh, on a business trip before Katrina. Katrina wiped it out, and they okay. had to rebuild all of it. Okay. Hey, uh, Michelle, good morning. Jim, Jim Blaney, thanks for checking in, guys. Dave? Um, old friends, Michelle is uh, one of our very close friends listening out there tonight. So, um, we've got we're going to a, a movie. Her and my wife and I are going to a movie on a Friday or Sunday or something. Gonna go see that uh, the the movie about Queens, the band Queen. What's it called? Uh, oh, uh, Rhapsody. What you call it? Yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. How do we get from golf to Bohemian Rhapsody? It's not very far. You, I like. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with listening to Queen on the way to a golf outing. We <laughs> are the champions. Right. When I was a, I was born when that song was written. <laughs> right. Oh man. 
No, he probably wrote a little before I was born. A little bit. 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 Cool. So what else is new out there in Iowa? <laughs> Cold. Is it? Yeah, it's on the way here. It's going to snow. It's going to so snow. I saw on, um, I think it was on ESPN where I saw it that uh, Dowling High School, the, I don't know, what are they rated? Uh, oh, I forgot to check. I was going to, I mean, well, they they lost two games. They lost yeah. two games this year, but they won't lose another one. Right. I mean, they're going to win they, their sixth straight title, most likely. Yeah, they're five, five, uh, five consecutive state championships in a row. They come into this season. They lose the first two games of the season. They're 0-2 after being ranked number one. And they run off seven wins in a row. Uh, they play their rival, Valley, West Des Moines Valley, who was the team that beat them in the second week of the season. Pretty handily, too. It was like 28-6 to six or something. 39-9. Oh, 39-9. to Well, then they just turned and around and beat them. 30-9, and it wasn't that close. Right. So they beat them to get to the state championship game. They're in the final four. But uh, so I saw on ESPN, I'm sure it was ESPN that I saw this, John. They got to go up and mm-hmm. practice at Iowa State in the uh, indoor facility. Yes. So the question is, of the four teams remaining, Cedar Falls, which plays their home games at the Uni Dome anyway, Bettendorf, mm-hmm. which is over in the Quad Cities, and Southeast Polk, down on the southeast side of Des Moines, do any of those other schools get a play a practice in an indoor facility the week the week of the final four? I can't I can't imagine. I mean, I don't. No, that's a great question. How did uh, unless so, Southie Folk was, invi- was invited say, to go up there? I was going to say how does Iowa um, how does Iowa State extend an offer to Dowling to practice indoors and not extend the same offer to Southeast Polk? No, it's because there's like. Three D1 recruits on that football team. That's why. <laughs> Three D1 recruits at Dowling this year? Yeah. Where are they well, going? Well, one's committed to Iowa. Okay. Wagner. They better. And then, uh, yeah, there's some uh, – There's, I mean, there's got to be – I mean, just uh, – there's got to be at least two other – they have right. another lineman, yeah. 18-year-old kid that's – Yeah. What's he, 6'5", 340? That's nice. So what's up, what's up yeah. with those kids from Central Iowa going to – so the, the, the starting quarterback at Michigan State's from West Des Moines Valley and the mm-hmm. kicker at Penn State. Is he from Waukee or Ankeny? He's Ankeny. from Ankeny. Ankeny. How, how can mm-hmm. the Hawkeyes not keep those kids in state? I don't know that Lombardi – I don't know that Lombardi was – I didn't follow his recruitment that well. I don't know that he was heavily recruited by either school. Because for timing and because you look at the quarterback situation in Iowa and Iowa State, I think they had their guys. Yeah, but then Dowling you know, turns I, around. And I, I, I think that there there was probably some thought. I mean, he's a big kid that they would uh, probably try to change his position, I would think. I mean, I'm just – and, and I, I, I have a feeling it was a, kind of like a Ryan Boyle situation where he wanted to play quarterback, you know, or, or A.J. Derby. And he wanted, didn't want to be a tight end or didn't want to do, he wanted to play quarterback. And I have a feeling he wasn't going to get that shot at any, How, you know, Iowa State's got a true freshman quarterback and Iowa's got a good freshman quarterback on the roster and Stanley's a true junior. So how bad just, does, how I have bad, a feeling he wasn't going to get his chance. How bad does the Ryan Boyle thing make in uh, gateway conference 
national, uh, excuse me, uh, FCA National Offensive Player of the Week and two-time Gateway Offensive Player of the Week. How bad does that lo- uh, make the University of Iowa offensive coaching staff that they chase that kid out of their program? You know, I mean, it, it, here, I'll I, watch that. I, he's, I he's, said, a good, he's a really good athlete. I yeah. just don't know that he could run a, Like, he's just not a pro-style quarterback. Well, but that's the problem is – Iowa only falls in love with quarterbacks that are 6'3", 6'4", and above. And Mm -hmm. the the bigger they are, the better they are. They don't care if they're carrying around concrete shoes. They don't, you know, (laughs) they they don't care if they can't bend over and pick up the ball that's at the ankle height. You know, they don't care that they've got a quarterback who has terrible foot technique and makes bad throws in bad situations or key situations. How, how do you really feel, Jim? Yeah. That's a, <laughs> well, look, hey, they lost the last two weeks in a row on the last play of the game because of poor quarterback play, period. Poor mm. quarterback play. They gave up some big plays early that I don't care. I was not built to come back from. I don't care. When it came down to crunch time, their quarterback failed them, period. In both of those you, but you games. Can't, you can't run those. Now, I'm going to sound like a homer defender, but it's hard to run. You want you can't have it both ways. You can't have, like, a power high, you know, two tight end set, big, you know, heavy set in and with a mobile quarterback. It doesn't work. Sure you can. You because know, like, at that point in time, all you're doing is teaching him to t- t- take the hand off and hand the ball off. And the best <laughs> in, in, a, in, a, in a rhino set, in a, one, in a 12 set look, if you've got a running quarterback, that just makes the defense have more pressure on, is that little freaky dude going to keep the ball? It doesn't matter if he, if you're in a 12 set, you want to bring in three tight ends and you want to run Rhino right, give it to him. Who cares who your quarterback is? Yeah. But at least I mean, it, it, at least yeah. Ryan Boyle yeah. is going to be smart I mean, enough to I call timeout. And I think that some of it was – his speed, like, I mean, he's not the fastest guy in the world. I mean, for Who? as big as he is, you know, as mobile as he is, he's also still not the fastest guy on the planet. Who? You know, I always, and Ryan Boyle, Boyle? you know, when. I don't care. That, yeah. kid's, that kid's still freaky fast, man. He's still fast. I mean, he's faster than the three quarterbacks they got on the roster right now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And, and we don't know, like, you know, I mean, they tried. I mean, he was because he was a he was a wide receiver. He was technically a wide receiver at certain points of the, his career there. Right. We had yeah, his I think freshman they tried year. to get him on the field. You know, we don't right. know if yeah, right. You no, know, I didn't know the playbook or right. wasn't that great. At, you know, right. we don't know some of those ins and outs. Well, and, but the problem you know, there Brian is was the problem there him, is right. Like, I don't think Brian Ferentz recruited him. Brian Ferentz inherited him. Who? The uh, Boyle. You know, so they had changed their offensive scheme. I think he they, was a great. No, I think Greg they, Davis was the OC they when they he went there. They have not changed their offensive scheme in forty years. They ran the same <laughs> offense under Hayden Fry that they're running under Kirk Frentz. Kirk mm-hmm. Frentz. It's the exact same offense. There's no change in anything. They haven't changed anything. It's the the problem is is that when Stans or what the frick is his name the uh, quarterback now, who. Stanley, Nate Stanley. Stanley. When Nate Stanley was up in um, up in Menominee Falls, Wisconsin, winning his second in a row state championship, 
Boyle was at Dowling winning his fourth in a row. They recruited him there in the same class. So, yeah. you know, they knew what they were getting yeah. out of no, both they, of those yeah. kids. Boyle graduated early. Just, yeah. Know. Anyway. Yeah. I didn't mean to make this a, no. the uh, Iowa Hawkeye football network nation here. But, uh, <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's good for everybody. Yeah. There's, there's more well, Hawkeye fans over there than, you know. I, I do, I, you know, I got to say. It's a thing in Iowa City. If you're not from Iowa, you're from Chicago. That's right. I do like I, I do like that kid that's playing uh, quarterback for uh, Iowa State. I think he does a really nice job. Purdy. He's pretty, yeah, pretty he's player. quick, too. He's a pretty player. He's got He's got – Decent size, not real big, but he throws a great football. Throws a great football. Give me your thoughts on Martinez at Nebraska. Uh, you know what? He you know, reminds me of I the previous Martinez. Like I don't. Right. I, but, but if he sticks around and stays healthy. He could be dangerous. But he reminds me yeah. of his predecessor, Martinez, at Nebraska, who should have been a better football player than he was. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, he couldn't Tim, throw the ball. You know what? They, they look almost exactly alike. They really do. Yeah. John, I agree with you. This one, build, this one can throw the ball. I don't want to like him. He can't throw. I really yeah. don't. But yeah. he, he kind of reminds me of when Dan Perso was at Northwestern yeah. and a guy that can beat you by himself, doesn't need anybody else. Right. I think he could do that guy. Right. The problem is is that I, I think he's just um, he's on the shy side of st- – he he could get his ass lit up in the wrong situation. He gets out there on an edge someday with no protection. Somebody could hurt him bad because he's not a very big. Yeah, kid. well, and that's he's what happened to Persa. Right. You know? Exactly. Exactly. You know, again, he, he, yep. I mean, he's you know, and that's what happens. You know, the Denard Robinsons of the world and right. the Big Ten. Yeah, you just can't. You can't take it. Like, yeah, I mean, you're one linebacker coming free away from right. Not hey, planned. You're taking that. So, who's, who's but the, he's he's scary good, and that I mean, yeah. Shoot, they're. Uh, I was checking the line. They're favored. Nebraska's favored. A two and seven Nebraska's favored by like seventeen points this Over weekend. Over who? Over Illinois. Dude, that so, they should be favored by twenty four. Illinois sucks. <laughs> they're the worst. Well, team. I know, but that's they're still terrible. a ton of points. Think yeah. how many points that is. It's that's a ton of points for a uh, conference division game. It, they're playing it's in Lincoln. Right? They're playing in Lincoln, right? The team is two and seven. They're playing in Lincoln, right? Yeah, but that two and seven is deceptive right now. Red, they just got done beating Bethune Cookman. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah. Will Rosenquist says Ohio the State Big Ten West is Ohio weak State this was year. Real interested either. Say that again. Ohio State's got Michigan State coming up, so. You know, Michigan State could beat them. I don't. I don't think Michigan State is a really. I don't think they're that strong a football team for Big Ten football, but they do mm-hmm. have some character. Um, I will give them that. They have character, and mm-hmm. I think they could they could step up and beat Ohio State. Ohio State, the thing yeah, I don't yeah, like. They've had some quarterback injuries. L.J. Scott yeah, hasn't has been nicked up this year. So I agree. The thing I don't you like know? about watching Ohio State is, or uh, that sounds dumb because of what I'm going to say right now. Well, then why are you going to go ahead and say it? Because <laughs> oh, when you watch Ohio State play football, Every every offensive play, you're looking for them to score a touchdown. They have that much freaky talent on yeah. offense. Why aren't they giving the ball to number two more? Their their star running back. How can you? He, he was he was Big Ten Freshman of the Year. He was All American as a sophomore. He's a junior now, and they give him the ball like six or seven times a game. I'm giving that uh, kid the ball seventeen. They did that with Zeke Elliott when he was there. Remember? 
Right. No. They, they, what did they lose to Penn State and he carried the ball like three times? Right. Yeah. Hey, yeah. we're going to trick know. everybody That's, and not give the weird. good guy the ball. <laughs> they get pass happy over there. Not give the best be player Alabama. on our team or they the gotta, ball. Yeah. They get pass happy. Will says, again, Rosenquist checks in, MSU has nothing to lose. And that's you know oh, that's I'm a right. dangerous Absolutely. team. Right, but that's typical MSU. They've never got anything to lose. Yeah. They don't. Every, every, I mean, mm. that's, that's Sparty football. Amen. You know? You know what we have yeah. to do? We have to pay a couple of bills. Uh, all right, we got to pay money. Later, guys. Hey, thanks. Nice meeting you. See you, John. Got a couple bills, so let's get back over here and resume our sponsors. Experience, education, character, an inherent ability with numbers, an exceptional CPA. These are the reasons why business owners choose Eric Mason of Mobile Accounting for their bookkeeping, payroll, and tax services. Call Eric at Mobile Accounting, 224-321-6859. That's 224-321-6859. Programming on 216 The Net is brought to you in part by the support of our sponsor, Xtech Repair. Xtech Repair is a full-service IT business specialist providing managed services with 24-hour business support, in-store repair of broken cells, tablets, and screen replacements with both PC and Mac specialists on staff. Visit online at xtech.repair or in person at the corner of Pingree and 176 in Crystal Lake, Illinois, or call 815-516-8075. That was it. We got all the sponsors uh, Got all the sponsors in tonight at least one time. Yeah. I tell you what, those commercials sound really nice. Pete does a yeah, nice job. Pete is uh, he's an amazing guy, that that baritone that he has, the uh, mm -hmm. the soft sounding ginger. Yeah. The soft dulcet tones <laughs> of a Pete Gault. Peter Gault. Pete talks jobs. You know, we've got a few other shows on the air that are definitely worth listening to. Um, Thursday afternoons. Always believe in you. Damon K. Ross. Uh, this guy's story is just incredible. One day he decided his parents weren't going to pay for his college and he was going to get a college scholarship. He was about 5'2 as a freshman when he made that decision. <laughs> and uh, everyone laughed at him. And he went on to play a you know, very uh, successful four-year college career. Uh, you know, when you make a decision to do something great, uh, you, can, you can accomplish it. His show is on uh, Thursday afternoons, 4 to 5, and it's called Always Believe in You. And he focuses on, on talking to people who... Uh, work with kids, especially work with difficult kids. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you don't have any of those on your fifth grade girls basketball team. Not yet. Yeah. I'm sure that I'll get some. <laughs> not I, yet. I, I go back to my first, uh, my very first basketball team was St. John's in Johnsburg, Illinois. And we got the girls there, we got them warmed up, and then we got to the lines for some suicides to start building that endurance. And at the end of the third suicide, there was a girl standing on the end of the lane and she's got her arms out like this and she's looking back and forth from arm to arm. Uh, for those of you who are listening on the radio, I have my arms shaped pretty much in, <laughs> in a hug formation. And uh, I go, what's wrong, hon? She goes, I'm glistening. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I go, no, that's sweat. Uh, where does it come from? <laughs> right, yeah. I have never done this before. 
it's uh and then one of the mothers about the third practice came to me and she goes you know these are girls I, I looked at her i said i only coach basketball i don't coach girls i don't coach boys right i coach basketball you know the athletes may be female the athletes may be male but they're you know simple concepts that need to be taught and trained right she's like but these are girls well that's why they hadn't won a game in four or five years right um, right but it's uh you know coaching is amazing yeah I, I wouldn't trade it for the world no it's a good thing good thing to be a part of without a doubt amen we are at 823 we've got about a little more than a, a half hour to go that's a good thing um we hit all the highlights of the day glanville's firing um, uh yeah no i mean there's i'm sure there's stuff we're missing you know but it's too early to talk college basketball yeah. um i think the ncaa needs to get force this uh early season michigan state kansas duke kentucky thing that they do it, it's a, it's a rehash every year i wouldn't watch it the other night because i just don't i don't want to watch those teams that early in the season play each other you know what i mean i don't mind seeing play later on in the year you don't need to kick the season off with those four teams suck, sucking up airtime on espn in my opinion yeah. But I could be wrong. Well, uh, I don't know. That's how those colleges make their money, though. You know. Well, but you know what? Let other teams make some money too, so that other teams have a chance to compete. It's not the American way. I understand <laughs> that. I understand that. But it's still. I mean, sports isn't about the American way. The American way is about being able to go to work and get a job, do what you need to do to survive and succeed. Sports is about a different type of competition in the framework of a game. Life isn't a game. Sports is a game. You play the game to win, but you play the game to have fun. They've bastardized sports by making it, um, the, the, you know, the more games you win, the more money your program gets yep. a chance to make. Yep. And, and that's what I have a problem with in college basketball. Because if that's really the philosophy of it, then pay these kids. Well, and I'm against paying kids to play sports, amateur yeah. sports. NCAA ba college basketball is no longer uh, an amateur sport. No. For now, I'll I'll I'll, I'll change that. For seventy five, no, not even seventy five. Tim, seriously, think about it. Sixty sixty eight teams make the tournament, right? Right. They call it 64, but 68 really make it. Um, but of those 68, there's probably 15 that shouldn't be there, right? So we'll say the top 50 schools in the country, they're basically se they're semi-pro sports. They're not amateur athletics anymore, the way I see it. You know, the ability to make money, the ability to have TV contracts. How how can how can um, what do they call it when there's a monopoly, but not really a monopoly when there's a group of businesses that get together? Um, Monopoly or something else. It's yeah, like, you know what we're trying yeah. to say. And but so the Big Ten Network gets to go and negotiate a TV contract for mil hundreds of millions of dollars, and they're bartering over bringing in new members to conferences based on 
population and interest of college sports, but yet they're non-for-profits and they spend all their money every year and none of the kids get money. Yet at the same time, the coach can have a salary, the coach can have a TV endorsement, the coach can have a clothesline endorsement, the coach can have a tennis shoe contract endorsement, the coach can force the players on the team to wear certain shoes or certain undergarments by a particular manufacturer, but they can't keep any of it. Well, let's the uh, they can't get paid. University of Southern California. Yeah, fifty-six thousand two hundred twenty-five dollars a year. So for a four-year education, that's two hundred and twenty-four, two hundred twenty-five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Mm-hmm. So this kid's getting a scholarship for two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars, valued at. I agree. Now we know that that value, what's on the screen, isn't what right the, the education's really worth. But they ran those up. Right. Right. But how is that not getting paid? I understand that, and I'm with you on that. I'm I'm with you on that. However, the amount of money that the receiving institution is getting through all of the other things that I just listed yep. is not fair in comparison to the other restrictions that the NCAA places on those student athletes, yeah. <laughs> student athletes, that are supposedly getting the $56,000 education. Because yeah. if they're getting a $56,000 education at USC, they, sh- they should know some basic economics. They should know some basic history. They should know some basic reading and writing. That Sam I am, that Sam I am. Right, exactly. They should probably at least be able to know what the word rhetoric stands for. You know, um, or well, hyperbole. I, you know, I think you know what I'm saying. Over the years, it, it's gotten better, but it still has a long way to go. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I get, I get kind of goofy, tired of the Title IX thing. Yes, Title IX was important. Yes, Aunt Lizanne took full advantage of Title IX and played softball at Creighton University. I get it. I'm not bashing Title IX, okay? But let's not make Title IX like more than it is because you know what that you know the difference between usc and um usc's men's programs and women's programs you know what the these are the biggest differences there are men in one and women in the other um the men's programs they get to they get to redshirt women's don't redshirt anyone because they choose not to or they're not allowed to no because they choose not to because the idea of having women's athletics is to get them in and get them out because women go get jobs and on average of the set of the female athletes compared to male athletes, they get jobs right away and they give back to the universities. Male athletes chase dreams of being professional sports players they don't get jobs they don't make money as early and as often and as and as uh, at the same salary as female athletes do and they don't give back to the universities now the ones who do get a contract and they do they will give back but not right away yeah it records show this is proven this is a proven fact females who graduate college give back 
at a quicker rate because they get jobs with better salaries at younger ages than their male athlete counterparts. That's the difference. That's why they don't want to redshirt them. Um, they don't want to redshirt them and have them sitting around in school for an extra year when they're not going to go play pro ball most likely, and it takes a year out of their ability to go get a job. That's a very no, nobody talks about that. Yeah, but you, but it's true. I've been coaching um, men's and women's sports for a very long time. I've coached over five thousand athletes. Right now, I'm the head soccer coach for uh, both men's and women's programs for Wilmot High School. The men's program just finished in the fall. The women's program is coming up in the spring. During the winter, we have open gyms where the, the athletes can come, knock the ball around, and just continue to improve their touch. No coaching really happens right. there. Right. No coach at WIAA, Wisconsin Interscholastic Athlete Association. No coaching at all happens there. Right. Uh, right. Just, you know. <laughs> the captain's coach. That's right. Um, my girls, I had 16 girls show up this morning to play, to touch the soccer ball. Yesterday on my boys, soccer day, two. Two. The girls are so much more committed. Their drive is higher. Their desire to get better so that they can earn playing time. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've, I've always said, I, you know, I, I, I love coaching. Right. Uh, but if it came down to it, I had to choose between coaching men and women. I'd coach women every day. They're so much more committed. They're so much right. more driven. Right, right. I, I mean, I love coaching football, so obviously I would coach football. But if I was going to coach any other sport, I would not. I, I never, I just, I don't like it. I, I find, I, I can, and I can take this from my umpiring I could not put up with almost all of the male athletes that I come across in a basketball game or on a baseball game mm -hmm. if I was their coach because I would I would not put up with a ton of the crap yeah. that they do if I was their coach. These This is my second year with the boys, and graduating this senior group, uh, they're good athletes, good-hearted young men, but next year I will start moving into these are the athletes I've had since their beginning right and you'll see a whole different um, attitude right now this year with the exception of one game uh, we one of the comments I had from the opposing from the referees and the opposing coaches most often was the character of my team which yeah. makes me proud uh, they they work hard. I, you know, I, I try to keep them from being emotionally charged. Sure. You know, play with your emotion. Right. But don't, you know, get out of control. Right. I did have one game where a young man got a red card, mm -hmm. and uh, he said some things that um, I wish I could take off a huddle. Right. Right. <laughs> but uh, you know, at the end of the day, the lessons he learned from that were powerful. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the all conference voting, the coach. The opposing coach for that team, who was very upset with him that night, sure, uh, because we did wind up winning that game, mm -hmm. uh, is one of the coaches that voted for him for all conference. Yeah, uh, you know, so he he admired the emotion of the kid, even though the emotion got a little bit out of control. Right, right. But the testosterone that flowing through the boys, uh, mm -hmm. sometimes you know you just gotta. Right. I, as a younger coach, 
I would, you know, I would do the alpha male, you know, that way right. take charge. As, as an older, more relaxed coach, I try to harness that energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Right. Over the next couple of years, I'll be more successful with it because these boys didn't know me for their entire high school career. Right. Uh, but we're right. going gonna to have some fun. Watch for Wilmot to be climbing the, uh, climbing the rankings. Good. We climbed one spot this year. There you go. What are you guys? What's your nickname? Uh, we Mascot. are the Panthers. Panthers. Go Panthers. The Panthers. Good deal. I've got, my, I've got my Panthers shirt on. There you go. There you go. Woo-hoo. Wilmot Panthers. Wilmot Panthers. There we are go. at 835. Cool. Um, it's been a fun night. Thanks for inviting me. No, I'm glad that you were available. <laughs> I, I had the only key to the studio. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could have worked that out, but I have been through this before on my own. One person sitting there it's trying tough. to... Yeah, yeah, and you're trying to look for stuff, and you know if you didn't get to pre-plan the show very well, you know, yeah. two hours of talking by yourself is is nuts. So we got we have Veterans Day coming up. We do uh, have Veterans Day. Veterans coming up. Day coming up. Yeah. That, you know, and I like last weekend the uh, the athletic coaches, the Bears were all decked out in their. Uh, and what camo. do you think about that? You know what? It, it gives some recognition to the uh, the sports as long as they're not saying, "Hey, look at me." They're giving recognition to the soldiers. I'm good with it. If they're like, oh, look how cool I am, yeah. you know, don't right. do it. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah. There's uh, you know, a lot of great, great uh, athletes who served their military career. Sure. And then came into the, uh, right. I- into the ranks of the NFL. Mm-hmm. But when you look at it, and having served for 21 years, I can tell you for a fact the greatest professional athletes on the face of the earth are our United States military. Oh, absolutely. Uh, they are paid to be at top physical condition right. constantly. Absolutely. And the things that we do out there, right. there's not many people who could do them. Right, right. Uh, no, I agree. Yeah. But uh, we, we just, we, we don't have. All right, we will have the Battle of the Bulge on Sunday afternoon at 1.30. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Right. That's 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 not going to happen. And so, right. giving them the recognition, I'm you know I'm proud of the organizations who do it respectfully. Sure. Uh, this whole thing with the uh, you know kneeling during the national anthem got it got way out of way it out did. of hand. It got out of it got out uh, over its own skis. When when you talk to a, a veteran about it, yeah, we're disappointed that someone would choose to use the pledge of allegiance or the national anthem. Right. In that way. Right. But one of the reasons we serve is for the freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. And if we would, if we just let them do it and pay no attention to it, take the camera off them. Right. It'd go away. Yeah, it would. Absolutely. Uh, but, you know, it's just like any, it's like anything else. People, you know, oh, we should make, we should make burning the flag uh, a felony. Nope. You, sh- you can't. Yeah. You know what? Do I, would I ever burn a flag? I would not burn nope. a flag. However, if the guy wants over there in that chair wants to burn a flag because he's pissed off about something, he's got the right. Yeah. It's, you know, wrong, wrong instrument, wrong message, whatever, but he's got the right to do it. I'm not going to stand in his way. If somebody doesn't want to stand up for the national anthem, you know what? They don't have to. I was raised differently. Yep. It's just the way it is. Do I stand up? Yes. Do I tell my daughters they should stand up? I tell them they should stand up. Do I make them stand up? I don't make them because they just naturally stand up. Yeah. You know, I used to be that guy that would sit there, stand 
for the national anthem, put my hand over my head, take my hat off. And then if anybody within an earshot of me wasn't doing it, you know, hey, hey, I'm national anthem, take your hat off. I don't do that anymore. Yeah. I've gotten older, I, you know, whatever. But um, what, I just uh, think it's mostly out of ignorance that people don't understand that. 2013, Congress passed a, uh, an act uh, that veterans, in, any veteran who served honorably, is requested to, authorized to, and requested to salute during mm -hmm. the national anthem right. for recognition. So people would recognize who the veterans right. are in the, suit in, mm -hmm. the, in the stadium. Right. Um, and so I always, when the, the national anthem is played, or I substitute teach at schools, when we say the Pledge of Allegiance, yeah. I always salute. Right. And it opens a conversation mm -hmm. with the, the people around me, uh, you know, oh, why do you do that? Oh, thank you for your service. Right. And it's always, uh, it's always a blessing to be part of that. Right. I remember, so, about uh, second year of college, I wasn't really enjoying college. I was going to go join the Army. And... I'll make this as brief as I can, but had a conversation with my dad the night before. Uh, he was a Marine reservist after World War II, then went and served in Korea, and then, you know, got his honorable discharge after Korea and had to spend some time again as a reservist. But he's, he said, uh, so he was just talking about the military and what goes on when you're in the military and drove the point home. You are the property of the United States federal government. Yeah period. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. You know, you could say that you have a contract with the Army to go to Fort Knox, but at the end of basic training, they're going to tell you where they need you to go. You can say, but I have this contract, and they're going to say, yes, that's very lovely paper. You are going to go here. And then he said, and I just remember when my contract with the federal government was over, I went back and became a civilian, and I went and got a job. And I'd never looked back. I never went back to the government for a handout. I never, you know, da-da-da-da-da. He was fortunate. He never had to. Um, when he retired, he does go to the VA every month and gets a checkup and does all that stuff. And that's fantastic stuff. But the difference is there's a lot of guys, uh, they call themselves uh, recently disconnected or something like that from the military. Um, I think some of them overplay the hand, too. Well, um, and you know what I'm, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. They don't necessarily need it. They could just go back into society, get a job, be proud of their of what they did. People are going to give them the respect. You know what I'm saying. But don't overplay the card either. So your dad's still among the living. He's 88. 88. Yep. Let him know that they just they just passed a recent law that says yeah. they can no longer call marines jarheads yeah that's a good deal yeah, yeah they found out jars contain things right right exactly. <laughs> yeah yeah but god bless him i mean yeah. I enjoy yeah. um good good um, marine craig wilcox was just elected to yeah. the state senate right seat. i was at his uh yeah his uh uh, acceptance speech last night. Good deal. So I was, yeah. was hanging out with him. I uh, yeah. I pulled his sign out of my front yard and put it in my garage. I said, ah. I'll, I'll keep it for you for four years from right. now when we yep. need to put it out He'll again. He'll do it again. But there were several military people in the room. Uh, they're supporting probably one of the highest uh, concentration of vets that I've seen in one place for a while. And it was just uh, it's a pleasure hanging yeah. out with that group of guys. Yeah. No, and don't don't take it wrong that I'm not being respectful no, to, I to, understand to, exactly. to people in the military. Um, I hope I said it with enough respect and said it the right way that, you know. Uh, we all serve in our own way. 
Right. Exactly. Uh, some people get to put the uniform on. Other people get to pay taxes. Right. Exactly <laughs> right. Exactly. I did. You know, for me, it was 21 years, four months, 13 days, six mm-hmm. hours, 12 minutes. And yeah. I think it's 34 seconds. I'm yeah, not sure. Something right around there. Uh, but, yeah. you know, it's cool because on the first of every month, Uncle Sam drops a check in my account. Sure. Sure. My insurance cost me $23 a month for right. myself and $23 yeah. for my wife. Yeah. So, th- I mean, there were some real benefits right. from spending. But during that 21 years, there were times when oh yeah, um, my son was born July 14th. In his first 18 years of life, I maybe celebrated two birthdays yeah. with him. Right. Because during the summer, I was always mm-hmm. activated sent someplace. Right. Right. Uh, so there, there are sacrifices. Oh yeah, absolutely. Make. Yeah. And yeah, I, and I'm not making light of any of that. I get it. My I my nephew, uh, Aunt Lizanne's third son, uh, Michael Mazaros. He went to West Point. He serves in the 801 up in Anchorage, uh, wherever up in Alaska right now. You know, so he's, <laughs> he's a paratrooper up there. They go to Afghanistan. You know, he's done two or three tours now. Yeah. You know, um, God bless him. Yeah, he's still active. He's working it out, you know, figuring it out. So we've got Miami of Ohio 28, Ohio Bobcats 14 in the fourth quarter. And Northern Illinois Huskies have taken the lead 17 to 9 over the Toledo Rockets. The Rockets. That game is at halftime in DeKalb, Illinois. There's your Mac. Highlights of the evening. College basketball scores. We got Bucknell over St. Bonaventure, 88-58. Bradley, which just gave my daughter Bridget a presidential scholarship worth $56,000. So you're liking Bradley. Kind of liking Bradley. Uh, Wisconsin Parkside, 54. Bradley, 72. Wisconsin Parkside, 54. Uh, Texas A&M is in a struggle with Savannah State, 9-6 to six early in the game. Marshall beat Eastern Kentucky, 105-77. Uh, hockey action, we've got the Penguins 1, Capitals 1 in the third. And we got other scores coming up later. Oh, 13 seconds of soccer. Man United. Man U. Two. Juve. Uh, Juvenestus. J-U-V-E-N-T-U-S. One is the final. There you go. Little score update. So what do you what do you think about uh, Baker Mayfield as a quarterback for the Cleveland Browns? The the kid's playing some football. He does. He's he's got a I, I like his approach much better than uh, his Oklahoma predecessor. Oh, uh, Actually, it wasn't his Oklahoma predecessor. It was the Texas A&M predecessor, right. Johnny Menzel. But anyway. You know, I always, uh, being from Chicago, I, I, I shop at Aldi all the time so I can get a quarterback sure. anytime I want. Absolutely. Uh, so for the first time, I haven't had to shop in Aldi. You You're know, right. I, I've got a decent quarterback. Yeah. All right. Hey, one real quick little topic here. So at the beginning of the football season, Alabama rated number one. Their starting quarterback was 26-3, and three, two national championships, and a runner-up. Um, Clemson had a quarterback, senior, three-year starter, national championship. He was also some ungodly record 
you know, 27 and two or something also, Bryant. So both of them are demoted for freshman quarterbacks. Uh, Alabama's quarterback last year came in in the second half of the national championship game. They got the win. He ended up becoming their current starter. Now, they blow teams out to the point where they let this senior play the fourth quarters. Yeah. Um, Clemson, on the other hand, let the senior start like two games, and then they moved this freshman in, and the senior quarterback was so ticked off, he immediately he called for the transfer after the game that he was demoted, and he still goes to school at Clemson. He still lives with in the Clemson football players, um, but he's no longer on the team. So did he get an additional year of eligibility to go play somewhere else? No, because he's still a student at Clemson. He's looking for a school to go to. Okay. So this is my question. Um, does or should uh, the coach at Clemson and the coach at Alabama, Saban, uh, should they let those two players transfer anywhere without any strings attached because of what they have done for their university and their football program in the recent past? I believe absolutely they should. Uh, you know, if, if you've got a kid that comes in, and, and this quarterback has, has shown, you know, all the loyalty that the program in the Both world. Both of them, right, two of them, yep. He's done everything he's asked to do. Yep. And this freshman kid comes in and he's a stud. Yeah. Right? You've got to play the best players on the field. This Correct. is collegiate football. Correct. Yeah, you've got to do that. But this this kid, yeah. this great kid. Yeah. Now, why wouldn't you do it? What reasons wouldn't you do it? Well, I'm not going to let him go to another school because he could go, he could come back and beat me. Right. 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 Well, not let it, not going to let the kid from Alabama go to Auburn. Right. I'm not going <laughs> to save that kid from himself. Right. You know, that's the thought there. Hey, but why don't you run over to Clemson and? Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, but if if he's if he is a quality young man, why do you want to? put your program ahead of this individual. Right. Uh, so I, I, I think, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If, if he has a chance to get out there and you think your kid, your freshman is that good, you got to believe you're going to beat him anywhere, no matter where he stands up. Otherwise, you'd be playing that senior yeah. anyway. Right. So my co- uh, nephew, John, just texted and said, Hurts, the kid at Nebraska, or I mean at Alabama. Uh-huh. He's going to graduate, and so he can transfer anywhere without restriction. However, I did talk to some Alabama boosters that said that he is going to go to Florida International so he can hook up with his old offensive coordinator, Lane Kiffin. Uh-huh. But still, the question still remains. I really, I, I'm not really too – I don't care what the kids are. My whole thing is – because the Alabama guys that I talked to, they refused to answer my question the way I had asked the question. The one finally admitted, absolutely not. Nick Saban should require that or should restrict him from playing in any Southeast Conference programs. Limit his ability to come back and beat you. Well, that would be Nick Saban admitting that he made a mistake. That would be. You're absolutely right. Because if, and that's, that was one of my points. That's exactly right, Tim. Because if Dabo Sweeney really believes that number 16 is better than number two, then he doesn't care if number two goes over 
to South Carolina and becomes a right. Gamecock right. and plays. And we're going to see you two times, and we may even see you uh, um, in, a, in a conference championship game. And I look forward to playing you. I look forward to playing. Yeah. Exactly. Because I right. want to play the best, and I want to beat the best. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But I have a feeling Dabo Sweeney is going to restrict him. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad. Thank you, John, for sending that to me. I, was, I thought that he had one more year left. But if he's going to graduate, I think that's a great thing. Um, and he can go wherever he wants. And I, ho- I hope to God he goes to Alabama or he goes to Auburn. He goes someplace that would that could potentially be harmful to Alabama's football program. Uh, anybody that can be harmful to Alabama's football right, program. Yeah. I'm kind of yeah. with you on that idea. <laughs> Will Rosa, Chris says, "Good show, fellas. Catch you next Wednesday." Thanks, Will. Thank you, Will. Uh, you know, keep the shiny side up as you're out there driving around. Uh, yeah, you know, Alabama is just. Uh, it's gotten to a point that it's all right. Let's figure this out. Um, right. I mean, I yeah, I get it. You know, you or there's a there was an offensive lineman from Iowa. Um, he, he was he was two year commit to the University of Iowa. He was going to become one of their normal you know road grader offensive linemen that the University of Iowa football program is known for. After Christmas senior year, he defects out and goes to Alabama. He started for four years. He's got a couple national championships. I'll give him, hey, that's good for you, bro. But you know what? For two years, you said you were going to go to Iowa. They stopped recruiting other linemen yeah. because you said you were going to go to Iowa. And then you just, you know, in, un, you know, in my opinion, under the dark of night, you just scapegoated out. I think that's bull crap. Well, and I'm, I just, I'm just, I, I've had, an, I mean, Nick Saban, yeah, great. I, he's a good football coach. I get it. But I'm over. I'm over the Notre. Or I mean, uh, I'm over the Alabama, you know, thing, whatever you want to call it. The uh, the whole. We should not be recruiting eighth grade kids. We should not be telling this eighth grade kid that hey, he is verbally committed to the U- University of Alabama because you have no clue what's going to be happening in his high school career. Right. Uh, so the radio show I was listening to earlier tonight. Um, there's another one besides 21-6 to net? Well, I, I think it was just a talk show, and they started talking some sports. But the one guy was like, so are we going to be grading out these kids? And then he, this this dude, he, he admitted, he goes, well, I'm actually the one who came from in my inside my corporation and said, we're not going to give them stars. We're not going to – you're talking – and he goes, I, it, re, it dawned on me, we're talking about 15-year-old kids. Yeah. Is he a five star? Is he a three star? Is he a what star? So now we don't call them stars. We say they're a super power five. They're a power five. They're a power. Wait, you just gave them a number, you ding dong. Everybody knows what the super five is. Everybody knows what the power five is. Everybody knows what the power six is. So tomato, what are you doing? Tomato, potato, yeah, exactly. potato. Oh, we we wait until after Christmas of their junior year, after the se- <laughs> after the football season of their junior year before we part put in numbers on them. Really. That's when you put a number on a kid? Looks like you just put a number on a 15-year-old kid. I had an athlete who, as a freshman, started for me at uh, Johnsburg High School. And, and this kid, I was looking forward to his, his college career. He got accepted, which you have to apply for and get accepted to uh, summer camp at North Carolina. Uh, went out to the summer camp at North Carolina, and the coaches at North Carolina College told him he needs to stop playing high school soccer oh, right. and just uh, d- and just stick to club yeah 
And he came to me and he's like, Coach, I need to do this because I really want to go, you know, play yeah, right. Division One college soccer. And I'm like, okay, well, I've, you know, obviously I, I did the, my best to have a conversation with him and the parents. But that was the direction they chose to go. Right. His third game of his high-level club, he got his knee injured to a point he was never able to play soccer. Again. Yeah. Uh, where he would have been a standout high school athlete that whole experience was robbed from him because a college coach is looking going yeah you need to do this this and this if you want to play college and that does not include high school right soccer right Uh, so i'm not i'm not a real fan of this Uh, you know if you want to have your senior all-star games and yeah but um i uh the underclassmen especially and, and they're talking to eighth grade kids now all right so i'm gonna do a little back on you go ahead fifth grade girls basketball here it is. Just this year, I had four eighth grader or fifth graders signed up. Had to go put a little one ad out for more fifth graders. No more fifth graders came out. Put a little one ad out. The uh, principal did got some fourth graders. Uh, so I said, "Hey, we're gonna have a, this is the first practice." Da 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 da. Who's coming? Just one girl, fourth or fifth grade girl. Told one of the girls on her class. I'm not playing basketball. I'm not playing on a mixed team. <laughs> Fifth grade. Fifth grade. I'm not going to play on a mixed team. So did a little investigation. Yeah, her mom is running around telling everybody, well, if it can't be a fifth grade team in a fifth grade league, then she'll just do her pro and private lessons. Yeah. She does Kessel. She doesn't even do the feeder because the feeder is actually run through the park district, and we know how bad the park district programs are. I'm like, holy cow, that we mom. Have, we've gotten just. Can you believe that her daughter is in fifth grade? I say it again. She won't even let her daughter play in her on her school team with her school friends. What have we missed? John O'Sullivan, changingthegameproject.com. Oh, John, my God. Changing I'll go back. It, was, uh, it, was, it blew me away for like, I, I couldn't I, I couldn't believe that I was hearing this this other person tell me this. Well, like, you've been you around, spot, you know, I I have figured out that I'm going to hear just a little bit of everything anymore. Oh, yeah. No, nothing surprises yeah, me anymore, no. but it's taken me a long time. Yeah. When I first took over as a head soccer coach for Johnsburg High School or Johnsburg Middle School back in the 80s, uh, I'm, I'm excited. I was a state champion in track. Track was a big deal for me. Sure. I went out and bought my first computer so I can organize it. And I put all these documents, mm-hmm. these spreadsheets and everything together. I spent weeks prepared.